The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, libertarians, liberals, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, and anybody else that may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning on Monday, and uh, good to see everyone in the chat room as well. And you may notice that uh, I got some lights in my glasses here, um, some new lighting here. Uh, did some tweaking on the camera for those who are watching via video. Um, I'm wondering if it's going to make any difference, but uh, at least on my screen, it makes a whole lot of difference. It's a lot clearer. We're going to make some adjustments on these lights too because I think they're just right straight in front of me. Anyway, you guys who are listening by radio, that doesn't matter to you. It's okay. But you can check us out online, sonsoflibertyradio.com, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And at sonsoflibertymedia.com, if you want to see what I'm talking about, <laughs> you want to see the face that's made for radio, head over there. We're, we're playing right there on the right side of the page. You can also catch that on my Twitter feed at FPPTim. My Periscope account is Setting Brush Fires. Our Facebook page is Bradley Dean SOL. YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty. Before it's news.com, we're up there as well. DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. And also Spreely Gab, MeWe Minds, and USA.life. You can find us there at Sons of Liberty and Sons of Liberty Media. If you'd like to call in anytime, you got a comment or a question or something like that you want to pose here on the show, please do so. 215-867-8255-215. Top Talk. The number's there at the bottom right of your screen if you're watching via video. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of... Jump around here to some things. My topic today is based off an article I did last week. Um, churches, false teachers, and nonprofits are getting in on Trump admin's giveaway of your money in the bailout. Now, you may say, well, Tim, why are you focused on the Trump administration? This is the Democrats. I know that's the response. But the fact of the matter is under our Constitution, the president has the has the ability, yea, the duty, to reject all unconstitutional bills. And anything where there's this wealth redistribution is just that, okay? It is just that. It is wealth redistribution. Now, some of you listening to me were completely against Obama, and rightly so, on his wealth redistribution. Somebody said it the other day. <clears throat> Democrats really hone in on the domestic policy being unconstitutional, while the Republicans really hone in on the foreign policy being unconstitutional. 
And yet both of them meet in the middle somewhere on both. Okay. But here was this bailout, this stimulus. They called it, we call it a stimulus. We're, we're stimulating the economy. No, you're not. You're redistributing, redistributing wealth. You're, act, you're spending unconstitutionally. That's what you're doing. You're taking from somebody and you're giving to somebody else. And by the way, large bit of that money went to big businesses, corporations, banks. And all you got was that lousy $1,200 check. Not that that should have been going out either, but that's the way it is. Now, had this come out last week, that's exactly right, Matthew. He had the duty to veto that bill just like he does any other unconstitutional bill, just like any other president. So I'm not picking on Trump here. This is, and, and look, Congress, congressmen, senators, they have a duty not to get behind it. In fact, when one of them actually pointed the Constitution and said, no, 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 we need names on this, Thomas Massey, who should be applauded. Even if you're not in his state, you should encourage him. Drop him an email, call his office and say, thank you for standing up. When he said their names need to be on it, the way the Constitution said they were going to vote for it. The president had the audacity to say he was a grandstander and he didn't need to be in the Republican Party. Well, maybe he doesn't need to be in the Republican Party. But it's good that we have men like Thomas Massey in Congress that actually represent the people by upholding the Constitution. Good for him. Folks, this is fascism. Somebody jumped in the YouTube channel, and I appreciate their comment, and talked about fascism being something else. Throughout history, this has been fascism. Government and public par- these public-private partnerships. This is fascism. No, I'm not Antifa. I actually know what an- fascism is. Those guys don't. Okay? Here's what's happened, though, and I, I'm going to lead into this. I've got a couple of things I want to lead into this with. One is, <clears throat> excuse me, we, we move down the road here of mandatory masks in some states. Uh, now we're getting into whether or not you even have it in, the, um, in your place of business or whatever. We, we've got people saying you can't come in, your place of, in their place of business without the mask. We went out just for a little bit yesterday, and more and more people in my neck of the woods are wearing these stupid masks. You're wearing them. For what? For what? Now, I'm going to get on that in just a minute, okay? And I'm going to, I'm going to give you some scripture, too, because we were at a church yesterday. Our family's visiting churches around the areas. Most of these churches have been around since the 17, 1800s the ones that, that we're, we're visiting, the Presbyterian churches here we're visiting. And um, it was a good message. Uh, I I, I got to tell you, I have a little problem with having an American flag in the worship of God. I, I got a problem with that, okay? Um, and I'll tell you some of the other things uh, that came across a little, I don't know, not consistent with the message because the message was great. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to some of that in a minute. But what I want to do is some people say, what, what's the big deal, Tim? Um, you know, it's just a mask. It's not her name. But, well, if you want to wear a mask, knock yourself out. I think you're silly and you're ignorant and as to what they do or don't do, knock yourself out. But see, the more this stuff pervades in our society and the more it goes unchecked, the more it will become the quote unquote norm. And the more you who choose not to wear the mask will become the problem. Okay, my camera that I tweet going out of focus, so I have to 
duck in and out. <laughs> it's still doing it. Oh, it's terrible. Anyway, um, you guys are going to have to just deal with me for a little bit. <laughs> uh, okay, so here, here's what I want to give. And just bear with the focus in and out of focus thing. I, I just don't understand why that's going on. By holding their hands out to the state to receive money, which the Constitution does not authorize to be given, which is theft. You remember that command that God gave? Remember that command he gave? You shall not steal. It's part of the Ten Commandments, right? These churches, these false teachers and nonprofits, try to duck out of here and get that fixed. There we go. Are demonstrating who their God really is. Now, I am one of those people. Yep, keep America great, Stasius. <laughs> uh, while it goes right down the toilets with your guy leading the charge. I am one that really believes that when it says, in God we trust on the back, it does not mean the God of the Bible. How can you have that alongside the Freemasonry symbols of the all-seeing eye pyramid? How does that work? Huh? Any of you guys familiar with 1 Corinthians? Where he says, what does a harlot have with, with Christ? Or Belial have with him? Or any of the light have with darkness? Any of this kind of stuff? Yeah, I, I don't think that they go hand in hand. But you can keep believing that if that's what you want to believe. But they're demonstrating who their God really is. Mega churches and other religious organizations who are supporters of President Donald Trump were approved for millions of your dollars. Anastasius, that's how you make America great. Steal your money, give it to these guys. Yep, that's what you're voting for. Just understand, that's what you're voting for. That's what you're cheering on in November when you go to the voting booth if you vote for either one of the two dog bowls there. Okay? Millions of your dollars were proved to give to these people in forgivable loans. That means don't even have to pay them back. And the government pandemic bailout. And this is according to government data. Let me give you this. Uh, Reuters reports. Among those approved for loans through the massive government relief program were a Dallas megachurch whose pastor has been an outspoken ally of the president. A Florida church tied to Trump's spiritual advisor and prosperity gospel, I would say, whoremonger, false teacher, thief, leader, charlatan, Paula White, and a Christian-focused nonprofit where Jay Sekulow, of all people, the lawyer who defended the president during his impeachment is chief counsel. You guys don't think there's some payback going on here? Come on. Come on. Use your head. The passage from uh, Reuters goes on. Evangelical Christians played a key role in Trump's victory in 2016 presidential election and have remained a largely unwavering contingent of his base. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. And this ought to tell you the state of the church that we're in. Vice President Mike Pence spoke at a rally last month at the First Baptist Church of Dallas whose pastor, Robert Jeffress, he's no saint either, 
has been on Trump's evangelical advisory board. The church was uh, was approved for $2.5 million of your money, America. Your money. Loan. That's what the data showed. 2.5. Just two to, well, no, two to five million, not 2.5, two to five million dollars in a forgivable loan. Where is that in the Constitution? Where's that at? Huh? Uh-huh. And you people don't think there's a violation of the Constitution that goes on. Launched on April the 3rd, the Paycheck Protection Program, the PPP, allows small businesses, nonprofits, and individuals hurt by the pandemic to apply for forgivable government-backed loans. Some say allowing a religious institution to qualify for loan forgiveness highlights a breakdown in the American tradition of a strict separation of church and state. How about just the constitutionality of the government giving away anybody's money for whatever they feel like giving it away for? Quote, the notion of separation of church and state is dead, and the PPP loan program is the evidence of that, said Micah Schwartzman, a professor of the University of Virginia School of Law. The money is going to fund the core activities of many organizations, including religious organizations. That's something we've not seen before. The list of religious organizations approved for about 88,400 small business loans also included Faith and Freedom Coalition Incorporated in Georgia, which qualified for a $150,000 to $350,000 loan. The Evangelical Group's founder and chairman, Ralph Reed, praised Trump for his photo op at a church nearby uh, the White House after authorities hurled tear gas and shot rubber bullets at protesters. Remember that? Held up that Bible that he probably hadn't cracked open. Cross Church at of Arkansas, whose pastor Emeritus, Emeritus, I forget how you pronounce that word, has been a member of Trump's Evangelical Advisory Board, received a $1.8 million loan, and will seek loan forgiveness if the requirements are met, a spokesman told Reuters. The American Center for Law and Justice, this is Jay Sekulow's uh, organization, a nonprofit founded by televangelist Pat Robertson, and also known as Christian Advocates Serving Evangelical Evangelicalism Incorporated, was approved for a $1 to $2 million loan. Seculo is listed as chief counsel on the organization's website. City of Destiny Incorporated of Florida, where White, that's Paula White, you know, the Queen Bee dancer on stage, Trump's spiritual advisor, is listed as an oversight pastor, was approved for a loan of $150,000 to $350,000, the data shown. forgive me (laughs) since when is the church to go to the beast for its survival for its sustenance were they to do that Christ is the head of the church he is the protector he is the provider he is the husband if you will but not in modern church of America today. No, 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 no. The Christians must go to the government. They must go to their God, their real God. They must show you their faith by their deeds. Do you get it? What business does, do churches need with 150,000, 350,000 
two to five million dollars of other people's money to sustain themselves. What are they doing? Huh? What are they doing that they have to steal from you? Because that's what it is. It is theft. You're not getting any interest back on it, are you? Let me give you something here. Uh, Before I get into what the Bible says on some of this, I want to take a passage that was that was preached yesterday at the at the church we went to. I'm going to play you a little thing because I found this to make a really 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 good point. Uh, This was from Chuck Baldwin's um, introduction. He always does a thing where he he gives news, he reads letters. Uh, sort of informs his people before he gives his sermon. And one of the things he got was he got a, he got a letter. And for those of you who say, well, it's just a mask, or well, it's just a bailout, or it's just something he did, or it's just that, or whatever, I want you to listen to this. It's great. It makes a great point. Hang on. Here's Chuck Baldwin. It's just a mask. It's just six feet. It's just two weeks. It's just non-essential businesses. It's just non-essential workers. It's just a bar. It's just a restaurant. It's just to keep from overwhelming the hospitals. It's just until the cases go down. It's just to flatten the curve. It's just a few inmates. It's just to keep others from being scared. It's just for a few more weeks. It's just church. It's just till we get a vaccine. It's just a bracelet. It's just an app. It's just for tracing. It's just to let people know you're safe to be around. It's just to let others know who you've been in contact with. It's just a few more months. It's just some more inmates. It's just a video. It's just a post. It's just an email account. It's just for protecting others from hate speech. It's just for protecting others from hurt feelings. It's just a large gathering, except for protests, of course. It's just a few violent protests. It's just a little microchip. It's just a blood test. It's just a test. It's just a scan. It's just for medical information. It's just to store a vaccination certificate. It's just like a credit card. It's just a few places that don't take cash. It's just so you can travel. It's just so you can get a driver's license. It's just so you can vote. It's just mail-in voting. It's just a few more years. It's just a statue. It's just a monument. It's just a building. It's just a song. It's just a lyric. It's just an anthem. It's just a few more words. It's just a piece of paper. It's just a book. It's just a movie. It's just a TV show. It's just a cartoon character. It's just a piece of cloth. It's just a flag. It's just a dog. It's just a a clump of cells. It's just a fetus. It's just a religion. It's just a holiday. It's just the people who don't like we do, who don't think like we do. Wait. It's not just a mask. Get the picture? Uh, Yeah, and he got some applause for that. That that was at his church yesterday. This is part of the problem here. People are not getting the picture. They aren't seeing what's going on. And as a result of that, they are submitting to the tyranny. They have their hands out for it. Give it to us. Please, sir, may I have another? Unless you cheer because these people are alleged Christian organizations, you should think long and hard about money going to these institutions that is not authorized in our Constitution, that is forbidden within the Ten Commandments. 
It's just as dirty, criminal, and immoral as any other organization receiving money from the people that the Constitution does not authorize. Period. In fact, the Associated Press went on to say, data released this week by the U.S. Treasury Department and Small Business Administration this, this week showed religious organizations accounting for more than 1 million of the 51.1 million jobs protected by the high-profile program. The list of names religious organizations was heavily skewed toward Christian denominations according to a Reuters analysis. Now, I'm just going to say Christian in name only here, okay? That, that's what I see in, in pulling this out. Now, let me, give you, let me give you a little something here. When we attended uh, the church up the road here, like I said, the message was right on point. I'm going to give you some of what went on, and this is what I see. I see it with, yes, um, R. Aroller, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. You're exactly right. Uh, Trump has done, you people who think he's really building a wall, he's replacing wall that was there. I think about three miles is actually new um, <clears throat> that's, that's there. All of that, that wall he's talked about. You know, and you guys who funneled all that money into build the wall, we build the wall, what have you guys got out of that? Those tens of millions of dollars you pumped in there. Half a mile, maybe, that you got? Half a mile. That's what you got out there. And now we've got Trump going along with DACA, too. Remember, he told you he wasn't going to do that, breaking promises all over the place. You know? I'm just... I, and you know, I, I think it would be better if the states determined immigration anyway. They did it for over 100 years before somebody discovered and said, oh, the federal government has that power. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. This comes from 1 Samuel chapter 8. And again, this was, uh, this was the message we heard yesterday. It was a good message. It came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his sons judges over Israel. The name of his firstborn was Joel. The name of his second, Abijah. And there were judges in Beersheba, but his sons did not walk in his ways. They turned aside after dishonest gain. Isn't that interesting? They took bribes and they perverted justice. That's what's going on here. That's exactly what's going on here. And all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, Look, you are old and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations and the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. So Samuel prayed to the Lord, and the Lord said to Samuel, Heed the voice of the people and all that they say to you, for they've not rejected you, they've rejected me, that I should not reign over them, according to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought, God, that I brought them up out of Egypt, even to this day, with which they have forsaken me and served other gods. So they are doing to you also. Now therefore heed their voice. However, you shall solemnly forewarn them and show them the behavior of the king who will reign over them. Okay? So Samuel told all the words of the Lord to the people who asked him for a king. And he said, this will be the behavior of the king who will reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them for his own chariots and to be his horsemen. And some will run before his chariots. He will appoint captains over his thousands, captains over his fifties, will set some to plow the, his ground and reap his harvest, 
and some to make his weapons of war and equipment for his chariots. He will take your daughters to be perfumers, cooks, and bakers, and he will take the best of your fields, your vineyards, and your olive groves, and give them to his servants. He will take a tenth of your grain and your, vin- and your vintage and give it to his officers and servants. And he will take your male servants, your female servants, your finest young men, and your donkeys and put them to his work. He will take a tenth of your sheep and you will be his servants. And you will cry out in that day because of your king, whom you have chosen for yourselves, and the Lord will not hear you in that day. Nevertheless, the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel, and they said, No, but we will have a king over us, that we also may be like all the nations, and that our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. Samuel heard all the words of the people, and he repeated to them in the hearing of the Lord. So the Lord said to Samuel, Heed the voice and make them a king. And Samuel said to the men of Israel, Every man go to his city. Now, there's something to be gained here. There is a lesson to learn here, and that is this. You say, well, we don't have a king here. Uh, we're, pretty, we're getting pretty close to that. We're getting very close to that. Congress is taking their authority unconstitutionally and sticking it over here with the president. The president is usurping authority and wanting to take some of Congress's authority. Remember when he said he was going to impose tariffs? He doesn't have that authority. Now, the interesting thing about this is we're, we're at the church yesterday, and the, the pastor rightly pointed out, you know, the, the correct interpretation of Romans 13. We submit to that uh, where there is a law that, that obeys God's law, that, that follows in line with that, okay? But the interesting thing was every other pew had tape on it, you know, this social distancing thing. People were nice there, it was, it, it, all this, but I just saw there was a disconnect here. I got this. This is the, the bulletin here. Okay. And in it, I mean, what do you say here? It, it's kind of like a, a very strange thing here. Uh, the people are seated and dismissed, kind of like when you go to a, I don't know, a wedding or something, you know, where they, everybody comes in at one time, everybody goes out at one time, and, and, and they, they lead you in that. And, and some of these things I don't necessarily have a, have a problem with, but it, they end with, we must observe a strict no-touch policy. Where does that come from? It doesn't come from the Bible. Now, I'm not one that goes around greeting people with holy kisses, okay, but the Bible does talk about that does talk about them embracing. You remember when Paul met the Ephesian elders, they fell on his neck and they embraced him and they wept with him and they prayed because they wouldn't see his face again. All throughout the Bible, we see embracing that goes on among believers. Why? Because we love one another. And yet, this separation of pews, what does that do? Because even my daughter looked at me yesterday. She's 10 years old. She goes, Dad, they've got the things taped off like every other pew. You can sit every other pew, but then everybody fills up the next pew, so they're not separated. Out of the mouths of babes. I'm just... (laughs) I said, I know. It doesn't make any sense at all. But you know what it is? It's listening to the lies of the media and of the politicians who lie to us on a daily basis. Okay? 
Yes, we have we have tyrants. We we do. We they call them presidents and they become tyrants. And so if you ask me what we just read here out of Reuters and the Associated Press on this money that's being given to these churches, these nonprofits, these false teachers, all of this that's going out to them, it kind of reminds you of that imagery of the harlot riding the beast in the book of Revelation. Now, you guys know what I believe about Revelation. I believe the large majority of that has been fulfilled. It was the destruction of Old Testament Israel to open up the new covenant. I believe that with all my heart. And yet, I see, as I've told you before, application from that interpretation. And it's happened all through history. It isn't anything new. But here's the bride of Christ, or the alleged bride of Christ, with her hand out for money from the beast. How, how's that supposed to work out? Hmm? How's that supposed to work out? There's a number of things here. Bradley had, when I wrote the article and I put it out, I sent it to him and uh, he goes, oh, get off my content because he was going to write on it too. And, you know, here's the thing. I read to you, one of these, one of these churches got uh, approval for two to five million dollars. Two to five million dollars of your money, America. Jesus warned against covetousness. He warned against filthy lucre. We talked about that with Kate the other day, your dirty money. <laughs> Go wash your money. He said, for what is it, pro- what is it, <laughs> for what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what should a man give in exchange for his soul? He said, I say unto you, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. That doesn't mean rich people don't, aren't in heaven or that we're rich here. That doesn't mean that at all. It's just harder for them because, as Jesus said, you're either going to serve God or you're going to serve money. It's one or the other. So you're going to have to pick which one you're going to do. We know there were some rich guys who ended up following Jesus. There were, some of them were tax collectors, Matthew, Zacchaeus. There were people who had wealth and they left them. And then we know some people turned away and went away sad, the rich young ruler. He didn't want to part with his money. He didn't want to part with his goods. And Paul writing it to Timothy, he says, we brought nothing into this world and it's certain we're going to carry nothing out. I don't care how much they cram in your coffin. Or how much you pull behind the hearse, it ain't going with you. You're leaving it here. You're leaving it for somebody else. Hopefully, your children. Because the Bible says that's a good thing to leave that inheritance for your kids. Yet, what is this administration doing? It is promoting. It ha- I don't care what they say. I'm talking about what they do. They promote indoctrination by the government. They have promoted the Muslim infiltration. You haven't heard a lot about that, but it continues, folks. We've reported on that continually. We've reported how this administration has funded Muslim groups more than the previous usurper who openly said he supported them. That's right. That's right. They have advocated for the murder of the innocent, the unborn in the womb. 
They have advocated for sodomy, even taking an open sodomite who claim, who wants to twist the words of marriage, as to what they are, and put him as head of intelligence. And Trump says he wants him back in a high-level position. Now, if this were Obama, all you people pointing and saying Trump 2020 and Trump this and Trump that, and, well, you know, all this other stuff and calling us names and stuff, you would be on our side here. Why aren't you consistent in that? Why are you a hypocrite? I know that the question is going to come up. Well, who are you going to vote for, Tim? That's the wrong question to be asking. That is the wrong question to be asking. One of the things that we're going to talk about on Friday, Lord willing, and David's uh, in the chat room on one of the one of the channels here, we're going to have David Zuniga back. We talked about the Constitutional Militia. We're going to be talking about the grand jury and how that works hand-in-hand with the Constitutional Militia on Friday, Lord willing. That's what we're going to do. This is where we need to be talking, folks. Not who are you going to vote for, What's better? what evil is better than the other evil. We need to be talking about upholding the law, bringing justice, because bringing justice on the guilty, on the criminals here, is a mercy to the rest of us. Do you understand that? As long as you keep letting this go on and you pick a side of which criminal you want to side, which criminal gang member, you, organized crime you want to be a part of, Republican or Democrat, you're emboldening the criminals. That's what you're doing. You're emboldening them. And they're going to eventually turn on you if they haven't already. They have. I'm reading it to you in such a way. Democrats, Republicans, and President Trump taking your money, trillions and trillions of dollars. See, Tim and Tim is one of those guys. Tim Jaynes. He's one for organized crime. On the Republican side. This is what I'm talking about. People are not seeing how they're being hoodooed. The thugs come up, take your money, steal from you, and you say, I love you. I want to keep you in office. Please, I want to keep you in office forever because you're so great. Dan is one of them too. And guys, you're in need of repentance. You really are. Of the mindset that you have that you think this is going to get you out of it. It's going to put you further and further and further in it. It already has. You're at the point now with this latest stimulus, and they're looking at another one, two to three trillion dollars more. They're looking at another one. They're under this administration, if it goes through before the election, this administration in one term in office will have made more debt than Obama did in two terms. In fact, they're right at it anyway. And yet, you're told the economy is roaring. It's going to roar back. No, it's not. No, it's not. I'm here to tell you it's not. You can't continue to do this in your own home and think that you're going to somehow survive. You, you just can't do it. You can't do it. And the people in America have gone from our forefathers' claim of we have no king but King Jesus to the statements like echoing that of Trump, where he stood before the cameras and he said, I'm the chosen one, right? In Trump we trust. 
you know, you're playing a dangerous game with that kind of stuff. You really are. And that goes for anybody that you set up. It's a governor, it's a pastor, or whatever, and you put them up in that kind of a position. It's a dangerous place to be, folks. But people go down this road, godly societies go down this road just before the judgment really hits them hard in the face. And I think we're on the brink of that. I really do think we're on that. Not a prophet, not a son of a prophet, but I, I do believe we're very close to being that. These guys I mentioned before, there was a list that came out. Um, boy, it was hard to, I couldn't find any on any conservative sites. I'm sure there are, but I just pulled them up just so we could get the list of people who are on you know, the spiritual advisory board. I got to tell you, I don't know where the, where the open calling out by some of these guys on the spiritual board are concerning some of the president's things that he's done. Here's some of the lists. Michelle Bachman, A.R. Bernard. Some of these people I know, some of these people I don't know. So some of them may actually be whispering in his ear, hey, man, you're... Uh, you're 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 acting unconstitutionally. You're acting ungodly. God's not going to bless this. All this kind of stuff. Mark Burns, Tim Clinton, Kenneth, and Gloria Copeland. I mean, I I feel the need to kind of pull this up again. Okay. Any of you people who don't know who Kenneth and Gloria Copeland are, um, just recall Jim and Tammy Baker, except maybe ten times more wicked. I'm just saying. If you go to 2 Peter 2, you'll see a picture of what false teachers look like. One of the things that he starts out with is he says they're going to bring destruction upon themselves. Um, God has shown he will deal with them in the same way that he dealt with the angels who sinned, the same way he dealt with the uh, antediluvian world. There with Noah, um, Sodom and Gomorrah. He says he's going he's gonna to do all of that. And yet, he says in the midst of, he says, the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. And especially those who walk according to the flesh and the lust of uncleanness and despise authority. They are presumptuous, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignitaries. You listen to some of these people, seriously, you listen to some of these people speak to even the fallen angels the way they do. You say, well, what's wrong with that? We should call them. Have you not read your Bible? Uh, Moses didn't even, excuse me, Michael didn't even utter a word against the devil. He said, but the Lord rebuke you. Why? Because he recognized who he was. And he called on the Lord to rebuke him. He says, whereas angels who are greater in power and might do not bring a reviling accusation against them before the Lord. Isn't that interesting? But these, he's talking about the false teachers, these like natural brute beasts made to be caught and destroyed speak evil of the things they do not even understand and will utterly perish in their own corruption, and will receive the wages of unrighteousness as those who count it pleasure to carouse in the daytime. Anybody remember seeing Paula White being caught coming out of the hotel with Benny Hinn? Huh? Any of you guys remember that? In the daytime. There are spots and blemishes carousing 
and their own deceptions while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery that cannot cease from sin, enticing unstable souls. They have a heart trained in covetous practice and are accursed children. They have forsaken the right way. They have gone astray following the way of Balaam, the son of Beor. You remember that? He couldn't, he was a prophet of God, but he couldn't bring himself to curse the children of Israel. But he told the guy who was going to pay him off, Balak, he said, you can get them to go intermarry with unbelievers, right? And that's how you'll, that's how you'll bring a curse on them. Love the wages of unrighteousness, but he was rebuked for his iniquity. A dumb donkey speaking with a man's voice restrained the madness of the prophet. These are wells without water, clouds carried by a tempest for whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. And it continues on for their, um, the deception that they offer here in Second Peter chapter 2. When they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lusts of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. And while they promise them liberty, they themselves are slaves of corruption. I mean, here is Paula White telling you how to be liberated, right? How to be free. And yet, what are they doing? What's she doing? She's got her hand out. She's not free. Give me the money. And you go back and read her history of how she ripped people off. Go back and read it. And see what they're doing. They themselves are slaves of corruption for, uh, by whom a man is, or person is overcome. By him also is he brought into bondage. For if, after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of Lord Jesus, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome, the latter end is worse for them than the beginning. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them, but has happened to them according to the true proverb. A dog returns to his own vomit, and a sow having washed to her wallowing in the mire. This is what we're faced with. Now, let me let me draw a parallel here, because some of you probably are joining, maybe for the first time, and you're going, you meant this mention of Revelation, and it being first century, and, and the destruction of Jerusalem. Yes, I did. And one of the interesting things is, even up to the day that Jerusalem was seized, okay, by the Romans, that it came under a siege for three and a half years, up to that day, there were false prophets saying God was going to deliver them. Did you know that? Go read Josephus. There were false prophets among the people saying God was going to deliver them. But he didn't, did he? He turned them over into the hands of their enemies. Now, we know from history, no Christians were among those guys in Jerusalem when they were seized. Why? Because Jesus said in Matthew 23, which is out in our future, folks, he told them, he says, when you see the armies surrounding Jerusalem, get out. Don't take anything with you. Leave. Get out. Go back and read it. And because the people of that day knew what he was talking about, they got out and left, and they weren't caught in the siege. And it was horrible. All of those curses that you read in Deuteronomy 28, you'll start seeing them. They manifest themselves. Read Josephus. I mean, I don't think Josephus was a prophet. I don't think it's the word of God. But you read the history that he laid out, and you'll see those curses came upon the people. I'm telling you right now, we're ripe for that right now. We have everybody upholding Donald Trump is the only savior. Christians saying this stuff. What? 
What are you doing? He's no more the savior than Obama was for the other side. I, I, I don't understand this. Everything's going to be huge. It's going to be great. It's going to be the greatest in the world. Let me tell you something. You start talking like that, and God has a way of bringing you down, doesn't he? And the people believe it. The people believe it. That's the incredible thing. Okay, so I got off of that on this list. Kenneth and Gloria Copeland. This is Trump's spiritual advisory board. James Dobson. Jerry Falwell Jr. I'm not surprised at that. This guy pushed a polytheist on us. He got behind a polytheist, of good, for goodness sake. Ronnie Floyd. Jentison Franklin. Jack Graham. Harry Jackson, Robert Jeffress. Now, he's a guy, remember, he got some money there. Going to get some of your money in a forgivable loan. Okay? David Jeremiah, Richard Land, James McDonald, Johnny Moore, Robert Morris, Tom Mullins, Ralph Reed, James Robison, Tony Suarez, Jay Strack, Paula White, Tom Winters, and Celia Yates. Again, some of these people, I have no idea who they are. Some of them, I'm pretty familiar from some of their antics and some of their teaching. This is the spiritual advisors for Donald Trump. The man who is the Kabbalah student, who has the family members as part of the Chabad, his daughter and his son-in-law. These are his spiritual advisors. I, I wonder if any of these guys said, uh, Mr. President, <laughs> um, this is stealing. God says you shouldn't steal. Mr. President, um, the Constitution, this, we didn't authorize any of this kind of stuff. You shouldn't be giving us any money or any of these businesses any money. Or any of the people any, any money. This is, not, this is not what we established in our law. And yet there are people still in this chat room. The many chat rooms that we're on here. But I see them all as one. Sorry about that. There are people in the chat rooms who say, Nope, but we will have a king over us like the nations. God, you will not be our king. You will not rule us. We will not listen to you. We have the voice of our own God. Well, I, I never said that he was our God. Your actions say it. Your actions say it. But let me be very transparent. When I am most convicted is when my actions don't demonstrate what it is that I say. It's sin. That's, that's what it is. It's sin. And what is the message for Tim Brown when that happens? Well, it's the same one that I'm giving here for these guys. His, Tim Brown has to repent because Tim Brown isn't the standard. God is the standard. Sadly, Peter doesn't understand that. He would rather follow an Antichrist church than have Jesus Christ as a standard. That is the standard. He is the standard. And... Um, and, and this is why we're in, this is why we're in the situation that we're in. Because we have not adhered to the one true king. 
We have not held to his word. We have went to out, we went outside of his word and we went to fallible men in order to somehow make ourselves meet the standard. You ever seen the guys, um, maybe they're short men, okay? Um, I get around Bradley, and he's like, I don't know, a foot taller than I am or something. It's ridiculous. Uh, and people used to think I was tall because I was six foot. Um, but Bradley's like, I don't know, he's a good head head and chest bigger than I am. But you see these guys, they, they want to kind of cheat it. And so what they do is they build up the bot. They get those boots with the bigger bottoms on them, right? Or they get the shoes that, that do that. So they're, they kind of stack themselves up another inch or two. Well, this is what people want to do. The standard's up here. And what they want to do is they want to do something else. And I went out of focus there. I know that's terrible to watch. Um, they want to take and they want to do something else. They want to somehow build themselves up to the standard. And the Bible tells us that the standard's already been met for us. It is in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, both in his life and his death. It's perfect. Active and passive obedience to God on the behalf of his people. Those who trust in Christ are the ones who actually do the works. They're actually converted and they actually want to obey and they do obey. That's the issue. So I want you to keep that in mind because as we go forward, you're going to hear more of this kind of talk. You're going to get more photo ops with the Bible. You're going to get more appeals to Scripture, but you watch what gets done. You watch what gets done. Okay? The broken promises, the lies you're going to be told, both people are going to do it on both sides of the aisle. All right? They're going to do it. And the people will square off and they'll be they'll let those those two people and those two parties divide them, something our founding fathers warned us about, people. Go back and read it. Do your homework. They're going to let you be divided. And instead of you standing on the standard, which is the Bible first and the Constitution second, we'll compromise. We'll compromise the law. We'll compromise the standard to our own destruction and to the destruction of our children. But the command is to repent for you and for me. And then we'll see God do something really incredible in this land. I really believe that. But if we're unwilling to do that, then all we have to look forward to is destruction. Period. That's it. So what is it going to be? What's it going to be, America? Are we going to continue to go down this road where we fund, quote-unquote, churches with our money that we didn't authorize, so it's theft, where we continue to fund the false teachers who don't uphold the Word of God? Are we going to continue to fund nonprofits with stolen money? Is that what we're going to do? Are we going to continue to do that? Are we going to continue to attack, allow the attacks on our liberties? Wearing masks. And look, you people who don't think that the mandatory vaccines are coming, I'm just, I, I guess you're, you're just going to, you're going to have to see it for yourself. 
We're going to let that kind of talk be done. We're going to let uh, continue to let military be used for all kinds of stuff that it was never designed for, like giving you vaccines. We're going to allow, continue to allow foreigners to come into our country and say, well, no, we, we left all this over here, this destruction and this evil, wicked thing that was going on in our country. But we want to make it a part of the new country that we've come in that's so great and so wonderful. We, we really like being here, but we want to change it to that. Yeah, I'm speaking about people like Ilhan Omar. You know, the Bible says that's part of a curse too. They'll become the head, we'll become the tail. It has nothing to do with your skin color. He's talking about you're native in the country. You're a citizen. And here's, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. What are we going to do? There is a way out, but it's going to cost us. It's going to cost me and you something. This is why when um, David and I spoke on the Constitutional Militia the other week, I'm, I'm fine with defunding and getting rid of the police departments as long as the people step up and fill that vacuum so it doesn't get filled by knuckleheads like out there in Seattle. Okay? With the Constitutional Militia. I'm fine with doing that and make those who've been trained in police work part of the militia. Because it ain't going to be an us-them. It ain't going to be a thin blue line. It's we're all in it right there together. It isn't a job that you get paid for. It's something you do to keep a free state. And then use the grand jury, made up of the people, to bring those who are guilty to account. Many of you out there say, I wish I could do something. I just don't know what to do. This is the route. You're a part of it. The very thing that you want, the very justice that you demand when you see the wrongdoing, you can play a part in. Not unlawfully, but lawfully. You can do that. There is an answer here. You don't have to be in despair. You don't have to continue to eat the lies that taste sweet in your mouth, but they're bitter in your stomach. You don't have to do that. There is a way in which we can go back. We're going to be talking about, again, part of that on Friday, Lord willing, uh, with David Zuniga. We're going to talk about the grand jury. If you haven't seen the show, go back and see the Constitutional Militia. In fact, when we archive the show later today, I'll put that show in there so that you can hear it, so you can go back over it. And the previous show that we did, uh, we did that because we may have touched on some other points there as well. Appreciate you guys staying with us. I apologize. The video is going in and out for those who are watching. And, uh, you know, a little bit of focus. This is something new. It's the first time I tripped that on. So going to have to play with it just a little bit. Appreciate you guys very much. Thank you for your support. Tomorrow, Celeste Salam is going to be on. The Nazis never lost. You don't want to miss that. Till then, see ya. <laughs>